Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. How you doing? Welcome, everybody. Uh, still got uh, some cash to give away. Chance at $1,000 coming up in about 15 minutes with another keyword. We'll have them throughout the show this afternoon. We're, of course, now on from 1 to 4 p.m. But you can always check the podcast out if you miss any part of the show live. Pick it up on the podcast using the iHeartRadio app. And there you go, or the KFI website where you can download podcasts and look at them too. All right, a special guest today uh, on the show is the uh, sheriff of Riverside County, Chad Bianco, is coming on the show. Uh, we, of course, wanted to talk to him Friday, but uh, he was uh, attending the funeral of Deputy Isaiah Cordero. And this is the story that goes back a couple of weeks Uh when a creep, a piece of dirt by the name of William Shea McKay killed Deputy Cordero after a traffic stop. And the reason we're spending time on this story is, well, it was the sheriff who spoke up first, saying this is a three-striker. He should not have been free. He should have gotten 25 to life. He had That's ju- it. That's the whole case, open and shut. He but had that didn't just happen. been convicted on his third strike. Yes. And was allowed to walk out on bail almost immediately. And then he went on this wild spree and ended up killing a, uh, a cop. And yep. uh, all eyes are on the judge, Kara Hudson, San Bernardino County Superior Court judge, who made this really bizarre decision, which is inexplicable. And nobody's even trying to defend this. There's no reason for this other than her own, uh, I guess, bizarre ideology. She, I guess, embraced woke world. Yeah. 
No, it's a really horrible story, and it just shows you uh, how bad some people, judges, will bend themselves to uh, let people stay out of prison and jail, even a three-striker. Uh, this is well, we'll talk to the sheriff coming up after the news at 3 o'clock about this story. We're keeping an eye on this, and if there's any effort to recall this San Bernardino County Judge Kara Hudson, certainly uh, we'll keep you informed on that development. Uh, the entire uh, city of Montecito has been told to evacuate. That's kind of the breaking news this afternoon with these storms that keep rolling in. Even Oprah? Uh, I, you know, I don't know if she's there full time or what she's doing these even, days. Even Harry and Meghan? They were up there. Are they still up there? I think so. Oh, okay. I haven't kept track of where they live. I don't. I, I mean, completely I, shut down all that stuff. I don't want to see it. I, I, I used to, to get. Uh, I used to get texts, but not for a while. From oh, it just you know one of those uh, just uh, warning texts. How close? Oh, oh, oh! I thought you, you got texts about where the royal couple was and where. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! It was a warning that you know if they, they're in the neighborhood. Oh, a warning! They're within you know a hundred yards of your house. Sure. Is that, you, yeah, you there's a little service. Alert? You can service. You can sign up for. Uh, Montecito, of course, up there in Santa Barbara County. Yeah, it's a wealthy community. You got the nearby communities of Carpinteria and Summerland, uh, are all in danger. But Montecito, I guess the problem there is the slides, right? The mud well, slides. Remember and, uh, a few years back? Yeah, yeah, that terrible they're, they're, story. Uh, homes were sliding right into the Pacific Ocean. Yes, I do remember that. That was really bad news. In fact, I think one of the homes took uh, some people with it. Yeah, it was very sudden. Yeah. Um, you know, suddenly the ground just shifted and everything just went flowing downhill and oh, wiped I, out a bunch be, of homes. Because, because I there saw... Were several, there were a number of deaths. After the last storm, there was some warnings uh, that mudslides could hit Montecito, and they were showing the old video from a few years back and just this huge mud highway that went down the hill if i remember two three miles yeah down the hill and 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 emptied out into the ocean and and took this house right with it now so they're not taking any chances because uh and a reminder from johnny ken once again this was supposed to be a la nina winter that's right Uh, so which means that's how much you can depend on the weather predictions, short term and long. And then you think about the long term ones. <laughs> yeah, but they they can't get uh, three months in advance correct. Just in yeah. overall terms of how much rain we were getting. This is supposed to be below average dry winter. They were nearly certain, ninety one percent, according to their computer modeling. Yeah, these mudslides were twenty eighteen. I just looked up the story, so it's been four years. It was January 9th, 2018. Mud and debris loosened from burn scar areas in the Santa Inez Mountains and plowed through Montecito. A small town of only 8,600 people tore through homes and streets. 23 dead. More than 100 residences destroyed. That's what happened four years ago. It was massive. So they're not taking any chances this time, and they're telling people, get out. Four years ago today. That's correct. You're right. Four years ago today. Oh, that's kind of a strange harbinger, isn't it? Because we yeah. got this storm coming in. So if they're really telling you, hit us tonight and tomorrow, and people in Montecito know now, now they know. If they tell you to get out, you get out. Yes, exactly. Uh, so yesterday, getting ahead of this, uh, Dippity Doo held a press conference on a Sunday. See, John, he's working on the weekends. 
requesting a state of emergency from the White House, which was granted. Uh, the thing we're going to talk about, though, and you just can't avoid this, he's blaming climate change. <laughs> so when it doesn't rain, it's climate change. When it does rain, it's climate well, change. You know, I saw that, and I found some information that I bet uh, Dippity Dude does not know. Okay. I actually found, and you can see this yourself, there's a website called laalmanac.com. And it has a lot of uh, weather information, weather records. Because I wondered, is it true that it's just climate change years that are producing all this excess rainfall? You know, the wet's getting wetter? Oh, I see. Well, geez, I remember a big La Nina period back in the 90s. Yeah. I mean, uh, El Nino. El Nino, I mean, yes. El Nino period. It was horrible. I remember garages got flooded. It was massive rain amounts drenched us. Well, I can give you the top 10 rainfall seasons since they started keeping records in 1877. Oh. The number one rainfall season, more than 38 inches, 1883 to 1884. Oh, a lot of people here then. That's a long <laughs> way before uh, climate change kicked in, don't you think? I don't think Oprah had her mansion then. No, no 1883 is when the record was set. I think no. Jerry Brown, though, was governor. No. <laughs> Number two, with a little over 37 inches, the uh, 2004-2005 winner. Ah, don't remember that one as well. Uh, I do, because we ended up with a uh, waterfall going down the stairs in our backyard, and springs okay. started shooting up out of the slopes. Um, number three, almost 35 inches, 1889 to 1890. Uh, well, number, well, how much carbon was being pushed <laughs> into the atmosphere by cars then? All right. Uh, number five, uh, number four, rather, uh, about 33 inches, 1977-78. But even that's 44 years ago now, 46 right. years ago. Right. Uh, number five, 32 plus inches, 1940, 41. Uh, 31 and a quarter inches in 1982-83. Now, this is the one you're talking about, 31 inches, number seven, 97-98. Yes, 97-98. All I remember then, because where I was living, uh, I got an apartment building, parking garages were just flooded mm. people you know, those one, a lot of people in those apartments, they have the garages underneath, and they were just completely flooded out. They couldn't get their cars out of there. It was massive amounts of rain. For, I remember it was for days, too. It felt like weeks, but, but I think it was for... But if, you, but if you notice, it's fairly scattered across the last 170 years, or rather 150 years. It is. Because you have one in the 1880s, one around 1890, one in the 1940s, 1970s, one in the 1980s, one in the 1990s, one in the 2000s. Uh, here's, uh, number eight, 27 inches plus 1968. So we got one, one in the sixties. So I have one in the sixties, one in the seventies, one in the eighties, one in the nineties, one in the two thousands. What does that tell you? Then we might have another one here in the 2020s. <laughs> Every aver, averages out roughly, you know, once a decade, decade, once a decade, once a we decade. Have massive, uh, amounts of rainfall season. And then, uh, there was one more in the early nineties, uh, 27 inches. And one more in the uh, late 70s, 1979, 80, 27 inches. So, but it, it comes occasionally in, in clusters, and it's spaced out uh, over by a decade or more, and that is normal. Well, it's got nothing to do with climate change. It's got to do with the normal climate of California. 
Here's how Newsom put it yesterday, and he said it this way before. I think it was back when it was very hot and there were fires. Now he's using it with the rain. Let's listen to this. People have referred to global warming now as, as you know, climate change to global weirding. Uh, you know, just, you know, hots, I've said it a hundred times. Hots getting a lot hotter, dry is getting a lot drier, but the wet's getting a lot wetter as well. That's simply, the wets get wetter. That's simply not true, Governor, but that you don't read the L.A. Almanac. But that's how they've shifted the argument right. to this idea of, of extreme climate. Right. So that'll be right. next. Climate change will just become yeah. extreme climate. Happened in 1883, happened in 1889, happened in 1977, happened in 1940, happened in 1968. It happens. You get, you get, you get uh, heavy rain winters. You just do. Way it goes. Wouldn't it be nice, though, if 80% of this water wasn't getting flushed out to the Pacific Ocean and we wouldn't have to worry about droughts causing fake water shortages? But all that rain you're seeing today here in uh, the L.A. area, 80% right out in the Pacific because we don't capture and store it. All right. When we come back, related to this, the headline of the weekend from the El Segundo Times, which matches up climate change with another big California issue. We'll tell you what that is and tell you a bit about the story. When we return, first thing up is your chance at $1,000. That's the keyword, the KFI Cash Refill Contest. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. So the El Segundo Times ran this story over the weekend, which has uh, quite a laughable headline. Column, on this flooded island of homeless people, climate change has never been more real. What a bunch of bedwetters. Three people were involved, two reporters and a photographer, to go up to the Sacramento area and check out the vagrants who live on something called Bannon Island. Don't worry if you never heard of it because it's kind of, they even described it as a spit of an island. But Sacramento has allowed the vagrants to take it over. They did, they called it a sad spit of land between the Sacramento River and an old freeway. <laughs> it's a little bit of land that pokes up in, in, in the middle of the river. Yet the Times sent reporters hundreds of miles to Sacramento to document the climate effect on this tiny island and how the homeless could be displaced. It's not First of all, they're not supposed to be living there. Nobody should be living outdoors the way these people do. <laughs> they, they act as, oh my God, we've ruined the planet so homeless keep people can't live on river islands. Some fake stupid island that popped up near the Sacramento River. Are you kidding me? <laughs> You'd be better to go to one of those Pacific islands way out there and do your story where they're always asking for money from the U.N. and the U.S. I, I, because they believe they're going to be uh, flooded. But this story, this is a hoot. <laughs> I was I was rolling laughing oh, listen, reading this. We have written many times about the colliding emergencies of homelessness and extreme weather ex exacerbated by climate change. <laughs> In the fall, as temperatures soared to unrelenting triple digits, we looked at how heat waves were making life harder for people living in tents on our sidewalks. And over the summer, we wrote about how disasters such as wildfires may one day force us into a tough conversation about where and how we should live. A tough conversation. They love to use that term. We have to have this conversation. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be forcing you into a tough conversation. This, but, yeah, by the but way, few places in California demonstrate this better than Bannon Island, a sad spit of land between the Sacramento River and an old freeway that's at once a few miles and a world away from the state capital. But you'd have to be on drugs or be insane to pick a little uh, stub of land 
in the Sacramento River to live on and then complain when the river rises? I, <laughs> I, 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 are you it sh- is ludicrous. Is she, by the way. No, no, they, they bent they, themselves into a pretzel trying to find a story like this. Uh, this is what they got stuck the with. The two writers are those two ninny loony columnists, Anita Chabria and Erica D. Smith. That's, and, yeah, and that's they what are, they sent for this story. They are the wokest of the woke. And so they actually think that this is some kind of calamity, tragedy, that homeless people can't live on their little blip of an island in the Sacramento River. That's not meant for human habitation. Climate change is even driving out the homeless. It's terrible. Guess what? You know what? Since, since ancient times, right, the caveman times, even cavemen knew that you had to live indoors. That's why they lived in caves. That's why they're called cavemen. So take the most primitive, most Neanderthal brain, the very beginnings of the human species, and they knew you have to have a roof over your head. This crowd not only lives out in the open, they live out in the middle of the river, and then during a rainy winter, which happens frequently, as we just told you, the river rises, and now there's no more island. That's the way it goes. (laughs) That's the way it goes. So don't live there. Not meant for people to live there. That's why they don't build homes. If if real estate developers could build, they would, but they don't. Why? Because the river rises. What's wrong with you? Cavemen figured this out, but this crowd can't. And then there's two ninny riders. Bannon Island's been allowed to grow into a massive encampment full of humans, dogs, tents, tarps, bicycles. Uh, one man lives in an underground bunker. He dug his home, which is big enough for guests and a drum set with a shovel. I like that guy. You do like that guy. Oh, he, he, he went dug himself like a bunker. Yeah, yeah, no, no. He'll be safe in, during nuclear war. When it starts pouring like it did last week, a situation experts fear will become more frequent ah, as climate ah, change ah, leads ah, California to extreme drought and extreme deluges. See? Ah, this is ah, how they get you. If it doesn't rain, it's a problem. If it does rain, it's a problem. It got Eight, you from all sides. 1883. We had a problem. We didn't have homeless people living on river islands. Uh, apparently, uh, Anita Chabria uh, went across the swollen Sacramento River in some sort of strange makeshift raft that this guy, this homeless guy, put together. Do you see that part of the story? Yeah. The other reporter, Erica, would not, thought it was a little ridiculous to try that. It was styrofoam, styrofoam attached to a wood pallet. And this Looney Tune, Anita Chabria, climbed aboard it with the homeless crazy and took a ride at the Sacramento River. I'm, t- I'm telling you, these two are completely out of their minds and probably ought to be locked up. And then, well, and then they're the trying LA Times, too hard for a story to shake people up. And someone said, if we could only combine homelessness with climate change in one big story, <laughs> we'd have like the winner of the year. It's like, don't live on a river island. Don't take a styrofoam raft. I think it's more dangerous to people that are in the L.A. River and they get swept away by the the, the water that comes sweeping through on its way to the ocean. This is how dumb. This is just, you know, gather your crap when you know a big rainstorm's coming in and go somewhere else for a while because the island's going to get flooded. All right. Who out there, if you saw a homeless guy pushing a styrofoam raft, would say, hey, can I have a ride with you? There's not a single person. Only an L.A. Times writer would climb aboard the styrofoam homeless raft. You have to scroll down a while to actually find out that, well, there really aren't a lot of extreme weather deaths among the homeless. Yeah, most of them die from overdoses. Right. 
But you notice they don't write any columns about it. As we found out last week, murder is in L.A. One thing you won't see is you won't see Anita Chabria and Erica D. Smith write a story about stealing off the border to stop the fentanyl and methamphetamine flow, right? No. That you won't see. Instead, it's like, oh, my God, people can't live out in the Sacramento River anymore. All right. Well, speaking of the border, when we come back, old Joe finally got to El Paso yesterday. Today's in Mexico meeting with the uh, president of Mexico and the prime minister of Canada. they got some things to talk about there. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Prince Harry texted me. He, he and Megan do live in Montecito still. Okay. So, uh, in fact, I'm glad that got clarified. They, uh, uh, all Santa Barbara County people are told to shelter in place. Oh, the whole county, huh? The we told Montecito is supposed to evacuate. Yeah. Well, yeah. In Montecino, you get out. The rest of Santa Barbara County stay in. I guess that's where the worst of this is going to hit, this well, storm coming. Well, th- that's, that's what I saw on the radar. It looked like Santa Barbara was being hit with uh, a big blob of yellow and orange. Ooh. Whereas we've been getting mostly green. So it's even heavier up, uh, up the highway a little. We'll have more on this after 2 o'clock. Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI, will join us. Uh, Newsom asked Biden for a federal declaration of emergency for all the storm, storm damage that's hitting California. And uh, we'll talk to him after the news at 2 o'clock. Well, Biden did make his border visit yesterday in El Paso. According to the Border Patrol Union, they cleaned up the town before Biden got there so that the migrant problem didn't look as bad as it does on a daily basis. El Paso, Texas is one of the places where the migrants are going as they cross the U.S. border into the United States. Uh, An overwhelming number is El Paso is the place that because it's led by a Democrat mayor, didn't want to declare a state of emergency. But one of the reasons that Biden is being pushed to at least talk about this and visit the border, well, he was on his way to Mexico anyway. It was a scheduled meeting with the president of Mexico and the prime minister of Canada. So it wasn't like he wasn't headed in that direction. But someone said, well, maybe I'll just stop in El Paso because they've had the worst of it there. And you should just take a look at what's going on there. And uh, it was he was only there a couple of hours. Oh, he it was, just walked it was, around. It was a fake phony baloney appearance. Yeah. This but is, now we can say he was there, right? This is why I was always yelling about for two years. Like, why does the president go to the border? And then what? What, do you think he's going to change his policies? Well, if he could just see what's going on. They cleaned up El Paso before he arrived. He didn't see anything. And they actually had him walking in front of the big wall. And there was nothing there because nobody could get over the wall at that spot. In fact, you know what? He didn't see anybody crossing El Paso. And they're getting, they're getting, uh, they were getting 500 people a day. Just at that El Paso spot. El Paso cleared the downtown of expansive migrant camps ahead of Biden visit. Right. So he comes to El Paso. I don't see anything. There's no problem here. It's not too bad here. Right. (laughs) What are people talking about? What's that stupid Fox News doing? (laughs) No illusion. That stuff is crazy exaggerated. He probably really thinks that. Remember, this is a guy when the surge started, tried to tell us, oh, there are just certain times of the year that more migrants try to get into the U.S. and others. The number hits 2.4 million, a number not seen. That was the fiscal year total. I also like the way they're changing the language. It was a pretty good column by Andrew McCarthy 
in the National Review that's worth spending a couple of minutes on because he does point out how the language continues to get softened. Now they used words like not apprehensions or any encounters mm-hmm. at the border. Right. And they're not illegal aliens. They're just migrants. Right. Yeah. It's another right. softer Ex- word. Exactly. So what the, what you do when you're in government. And again, this was like George Orwell's book. You change the language and you do it repeatedly. And all the woke progressives in the media pick up the hint and they start reporting in the changed language. And you don't even know what you're reading anymore. Yes. That is so. What you do is you eliminate a lot of words from the English language. You replace them with semi-synonyms, semi-euphemisms, but it completely waters down the impact. And so nobody knows what's going on. Not even Biden. Biden goes, oh, I don't see anything. Yeah, it's pretty clean here. I, I heard too many I, people around. I heard there were some encounters. It makes it sound like a party. Or, what's an encounter? McCarthy writes, remember last week we talked to Mark Kerkurian from the Center for Immigration Studies about this news release they put out last week about parole. They're going to give the immigrants parole. 30000 a month to be able to come here under some sort of parole from certain countries. Parole. But, but basically what he says, first of all, you really can't do that in these numbers. But second of all, it is a matter of the language and trying to uh, deceive people because basically is that uh, the migrants supposedly can use an app or avail themselves of uh, hubs in Mexico to apply to come here. Biden will then grant them parole before they get to the border. Then they get to stay in the country. And he writes, the fiction is that this way, when the alien hordes later show up at the border, they won't be without legal authorization anymore. The parole decreed by the chief executive will be treated as if it was a visa granted under legitimate American law. So now they won't be considered illegal aliens in the country or migrants. They've, They've come here with some sort of permission. You could get what amounts to a free visa online, on your phone. You just go to the app, and I guess fill out your name and a few details, and boom, you have the equivalent of a visa to enter the country. And, and the, drugs, the drug and, and human smugglers, the Mexican cartels, they're going to, as part of their service, right? They're yeah. going to teach you how to fill out the app. Because and I'll these, bet you there's going to be a lot of fake IDs because they're migrants. Yeah. Illegal aliens who come to America really just want to disappear. They don't want the government to have their name and other information. But the the, the smuggler guys are, are, you know, for $3,000 for your family or $10,000, whatever the price is going for, you know, they'll get you across the border. They'll get you signed up on the app. They'll get you a fake ID. It's it's full service because they're making, (laughs) last year alone, they grossed $7 billion a year. Providing this full service migration package. Yeah, he writes to address the political embarrassment. Biden's concocted a form of what we could call migrant laundering. The illegal aliens will now apply for parole before they get here. So when they arrive at the border, voila, they're no longer illegal. They'll have their Biden parole codes. Yeah. And so and- he's telling the world this could be even worse. <laughs> the crush at the border. Well, and yes. I don't even know whether or not people will do this. Like I said, if they're going to actually fill out some sort of visa form or parole form. Well, they're going to they're going to give it a shot and then they could let in millions of illegals legally, according to their definition. But McCarthy writes, needless to say, this is illegal. It is a gross violation of the narrow statutory parole authority that Congress has granted the executive branch for decades. Where's where's the opposition party? 
Where, 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 where is somebody, both parties in Congress ought to be screaming because Biden is stealing their power away with all these bizarro executive orders. As I, yeah. If Congress would do its job and, and, and rein him in and yeah. build some barriers around what he's trying to do, but they don't, not even the Republicans do. Because they, it's always been, it's always been the truth. Both parties want illegal immigration; they both do. Occasionally, when they're running for re-election, depending on how the polls look, they'll spout some tough rhetoric, but they rarely follow through. In fact, they never follow through. They haven't followed through for about forty years. This is a lot like the amnesty thing. You can't grant huge numbers of paroles. No, that you get this kind of authority. Is- like we talked about this for a long time. Presidents can give limited amnesties in certain very dire situations. But when Obama was thinking about giving an amnesty to all the parents of the kids who were brought here into the country, remember that, the whole DACA kid thing? He realized, now that's too big. He didn't actually try it. It didn't get very far. This is a pre-amnesty. This is amnesty in advance over an app. Because once you get this on the app, you can barge into our country and you're never going to be bothered again for the rest of your life. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. We're on from 1 until 4, 1 until 4. And then to listen to our podcast, go to the iHeartRadio app, go to podcasts, and uh, request John and Ken On Demand. That's the name of the podcast. Well, you just say request. I request John and Ken On Demand. Well, you probably Please bring them to me. You probably can. Okay. Use your Siri or... Oh, your magic phone is getting texts from Harry, the prince, so I... Yeah, uh, I know. And I also got Oprah said, yes, she still lives in... Uh, I thought they were disowned. Why do we call them prince? I thought they're no longer... No, uh, I think they still have um, uh, uh, a couple of titles. They, they, st- they, they have, Yeah, they, they still have their prince title. You're going to run out and buy his book? I mean, is that what this was about, right? Well, a book? Sure, the whole thing's about his book. I actually watched for laughs last night. They are night. irrelevant to anything that's important or matters in the world. Ignore them. I, I watched, can't get this through to people. I watched his interview with uh, Anderson Cooper last night because it was a hoot on you both did. sides. Yes. Oh, come on. You're contributing to it. I know. I can't help it. I, this is the funniest thing I've seen in a while. He is such a boob. He is such a brick. What does it matter if he is a boob and a brick? He doesn't matter. He has no position in the world that matters. Why why this human nature, like the the British, worship this crowd? What is Because there's something about rich and royalty, right? Lifestyles of the rich and famous. Yeah. That has always fascinated ordinary people. And why is that? I don't get it either. I look for the wise in life. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I tuned thinking into maybe some a... morning radio show today, and they're discussing who some celebrity girl is dating. And I'm like, why would you care? <laughs> That's why we got out of that business. <laughs> really? Can you imagine? I can't believe it. I have to shoot myself if I had to do that on a daily basis. <laughs> Here's your Hollywood gossip. <laughs> uh, you know, when Biden arrived in El Paso, Texas yesterday, guess who was there to greet him? The Texas governor, Greg Abbott, who's a Republican who has real problems with the border being overrun. But in classic fashion, as we call it on the John and Ken show, he handed Biden a letter with his objections. I saw that. And I was so you can pissed. actually see the picture of him handing Biden the letter. <laughs> now, instead of saying to him, what the hell, Mr. President? That's what he should have done. We're being overrun. Exactly. He should have started shouting at Biden. Instead, he gives him a letter, which Biden's never going to read. Biden might not be able to read at this point. 
And they're usually, though, when politicians arrive in cities, it's only their own party that greets them. It's a bit unusual that the opposing party, even if that happens to be a governor, comes to the airport and, uh, and uh, you know, says hello. But you have your moment, Governor Abbott. You have the press there. Why don't you say this man undoing all border policies that Trump implemented There's- has created 2.4 million people getting into the country? They're such cowards. When they have to do something publicly that would really have an impact, they shrivel up. They go flaccid. Uh, Abbott went flaccid in front of Biden there. I, yeah, I, I, was, I was grossly disappointed because I like him. Yeah, the letter it says usually, this chaos is a direct result of your failure to enforce immigration laws. Tell that right to his face. Tell right? it right to him. Record levels of fentanyl illegal immigrants coming in. Well, Terrorism well, suspects could be in there. Why can't you say, Joe, you're a failure here. This is a complete disaster, a failure. There's a lot of suffering going on. The illegals are the ones suffering the most. They're dying. They're sick. They're dying. They're getting They're getting uh, attacked. They're getting raped. The kids are getting abused. What are you doing? They've got nowhere to go. We have nowhere to send them. We don't have the money for this. Tell it to his face. Make a moment out of it. All right. Instead, it's like, I'm uh, handing the president this letter here, to, and hopefully he will address my concerns. Oh, God. That's a wasted opportunity. Uh, And we have another one of these stories in the news with this worth mentioning. Uh, This time it's an executive with Wells Fargo. Uh, He's an executive at Wells Fargo's operations in India. And apparently he got on an Air India flight from John F. Kennedy International Airport in New York City to Indira Gandhi International Airport. Um, He apparently... um, Well, his name is Shankar Mishra. They arrested him when the plane landed because he got really drunk and uh, he wandered his way into business class and he urinated on a woman seating there. Oh, no. The woman Uh, has not been identified. Supposedly a senior citizen, she said. Uh, (laughs) And he unzipped his pants and urinated on me and kept standing there until the person sitting next to me tapped him and told him, Get back to your seat. I would think you'd want to do more than that. Boy, oh, how, about, how about zip yourself up first? <laughs> find the restroom in the plane. Somebody should have grabbed his uh, his thing there. Yeah, and, really and, should have and, bashed him. Giving it a good yank. You've got to be, well, I wouldn't be grabbing anybody's thing. Is that what you would do? Well, to redirect the stream at least so well, it doesn't go over this poor lady. smack it is All what right, I would That's a good do. idea too. <laughs> Take your shoe off. Whack. <laughs> Beat it. Especially if you got a heel. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Kill that old trouser worm. Uh, this woman says that uh, she wanted the crew to arrest him when they landed in India, but the crew um, brought Mishra to her against my wishes, and he apologized and begged me not to press charges. In the face of his pleading and begging in front of me in my own shock and trauma, I found it difficult to insist on his arrest or to press charges against him. Wasn't she soaking wet, though? I would imagine, depending on how long it went on. That would be the case. I know, if some guy peed on me, and I'm sitting there soaking wet, soaked with his urine. He says he doesn't remember anything. Obviously, he was very he, inebriated. He so didn't remember it by the end of the flight, really? He, he didn't remember it. doing this, no. I don't the two have reached an agreement, and he's going to pay for her belongings to be cleaned. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> What's wrong with people? Another one. It's like Greg Abbott. You have your moment. Uh, but he's in really... trouble with Wells. Wells Fargo fired him, so he lost his job. 
because that's a huge <laughs> public embarrassment, international embarrassment. All right, when we come back, we'll be talking to Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI, about this storm uh, and also Biden, federal emergency money and all that stuff. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. And in for Deborah Mark, Layla Muhammad, live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at Let'sMakeAPlan.org.